Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Hey everyone, I'm Kate. I'm Nisha. And today we are going to talk about how somehow, while Nisha was visiting me, we became furries <laughs> with Beast Wars. Can <laughs> we be spe- Beast Wars? Beast stars. Beast stars. Can we be specific <laughs> and say we're anime furries? I feel like there's uh, a very. Furries, I think yes. we need to be very specific. <laughs> That's fair. I do just feel like I've now understand why people because there's that whole subsection of fan art where it's like drawing X character as a furry, and I'm just like, I get it now. It makes sense. It makes so much sense after watching this, and we technically watched it twice. Like while yes. we were there, because you, <laughs> Kate watched it without me first, and then I was my back was hurt. I forgive you. <laughs> you needed quality entertainment, and then I started watching it with Lizzie, and then <laughs> I could, we stopped at like twelve a no like one a.m. So we got through like a solid like seven episodes. But then I decided to say, screw it, I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. and finish the rest. So I did, and then we watched it again with Lizzie to finish out. So, sorry, Lizzie. (laughs) But it was so good. But also, I've seen so many of those episodes, and I've seen episode 11, like, three times now. Um, And then I started watching it. And then uh, we're, I don't know when this, when we're putting out this episode, but it's either coming out before or, oh, it's coming out after our anime day in which we would have watched Beastars again because if you don't know and you haven't been following But Why Though, But Why Though is doing a whole bunch of watch parties from movie nights Mm -hmm. and horror nights to anime days. Yep. And the first anime day is Beastars, uh, mostly because it was a landslide vote Mm -hmm. on our Twitter poll (laughs) of what people wanted to watch. It wasn't rigged at all. It was not rigged at all. (laughs) I feel like people very much want to see what this furry business is about. Um, the poll got, it got 42.3% of the vote with JoJo's coming in at 269 Dang. So, yeah. Stars was always going to happen. Yes. No, I mean, it is so new and I feel like it's one of those things. So when Stars first got announced on Netflix, I was kind of like, this is going to turn me into a furry, isn't it? <laughs> And I feel like a lot more people have said this, and like that's why I was just like, mm, I'm not gonna watch it right away. And then Kate watched it, and I was just like, shoot, it's gotta be that good. Okay, I'll go ahead and watch it. I'm like, shit, they made the wolf tall and broad, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where essentially, uh, what do you call it? I keep seeing people post. Uh, they'll take a picture of their TV with the Beastars thing paused, mm-hmm. and then it, they'll they'll put like, "If this awakens anything in me, I'm blaming Corona." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "It's gonna awaken something." I'm sorry, that wolf is hot, very hot. I don't know. I feel really weird because the animals are very attractive. I think, like, and again, I always kind of break it down. It's like they drew them to be attractive. They drew them to be attractive. I'm obviously not yeah, attracted to like, animals. They did this, <laughs> they yes, did this exactly. on purpose. I'm not attracted to animals. I'm definitely attracted to how they drew that wolf. So just like anime men, just like you. Drop. And then to, 
And then to like shock me back, I was like, okay, let's look at a real furry in a furry suit. It's like, nope, this is disgusting and awful. I can't do this. Sorry. No kink shame. But I... That's no, but see, that's the difference. Like that, I, I just did not like that. I think there's a difference. That's the difference. It's like same. When I like, I was joking with someone. Like, yeah, no, this anime turned me to a furry. They're like, oh, so you like the mascot? I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a difference. No, nope. there's a difference. Nope. And I mean, like, again, we're not kink shaming, but I think there's this thing where it's like, we're t- when it comes to like anime and like this kind of stuff. Like, you drew this animal very attractively, and I find that attractive. You drew this animal mm-hmm. with human features that I find attractive. I'm not attracted to a mascot animal suit. Exactly. But I it's don't <laughs> But then want we see cosplayers. Your right. Yeah. Well then we'll see cosplayers like do like bunny ears or like wolf ears. Like you sh- you show me a man who does a cosplay with like no shirt on and wolf ears and I'm probably going to be like Inuyasha. Yes. That this explains so much. Where every girl who loved anime growing up Fell in love with Inuyasha's problematic ass. Yes. And why? Yep. Why? Just saying. My favorite fuck boy to this day. Yes. And if he had a tail, we all would have lost our minds. I'm just saying. Yep. And we, I think that was another discussion we had. It's just like, oh yeah, Kovu from The Lion King was hot. No, that's the other thing. I mean, I, so I'm going to write a listicle that is 10 animated men who proved you were, you've been a furry all along mm-hmm. or something like that. Because I feel like there's just a lot under there. Oh. It's just all about a, about drawing an attractive, an attractive thing. Yes. College Max from the Goofy movie too. Kovu, mm-hmm. as I've already said, Mufasa. Scar. Scar. Very much Scar. Is a, that it's Jeremy Irons' voice as Scar? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the list can go on. I'm pretty sure. Um, the Robin Hood movie where he's a fox. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Baloo the bear. I'm not mislisting. Oh, what? I'm kidding. Whoa, 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 I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. I just like the shot cake. I'm kidding. Are, are you kidding? Are I you am. Kidding now because I wasn't like, yeah, girl, get that blue. No, I'm kidding about blue. He's a he's a terrible example. Like anyone's mentor, <laughs> not raise children. He's the Goku of <laughs> the animated animals. Oh my God. Um, but anyways, so I look forward to seeing that listicle because I'm Kofu sure. Kofu was the hottest though. Yeah. Because we all were little when he said, like, we could go start a pride of our own. And he gave that girl line yeah. a look. And I was just like, I know what that look means. I'm, I'm seven. Mm-hmm. But I know what that look means. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, so fun. <sighs> but let's get into it. Oh, I guess we are not doing crunch time this time. Because we're talking about anime. We, yep, and we literally... I, I'm just gonna tell you to go watch Beastars because of how many times I watched it already and really enjoy it. Yes, yes. I mean, again, I think this is something that one, the content alone, not that just because there's attractive animals in it, but attractively drawn animals. That's a big piece, but yes. But um, like it, also, it, it, it went... oh, go ahead. Okay, hold on. Let's let's do the the brief what the series. Yes, is. you do that. Take it away. Okay, so Beastars is an anime series produced by Orange Studio based on the manga of the same name, which is written and illustrated by Paru Itagaki. 
It was released in October 8th, uh, on October 8th of 2019 in Japan, licensed by Netflix. In addition, the series has aired on Fuji TV and Ultra. And it just came over to the States as a Netflix original on March 16th. And a second season of the anime was announced in December. So we will be getting that in 2021. Um, the official synopsis is, in a world populated by anthropomorphic animals, herbivores and carnivores coexist with each other. For the adolescents of Cherrytown, of Cherryton Academy, school life is filled with hope, romance, distrust, and uneasiness. The main character is Lagoshi, the gray wolf, a member of the drama club. Despite his menacing appearance, he has a very gentle heart. Throughout most of his life, he has always been an object of fear and hatred by other animals, and he's been quite accustomed to that lifestyle. But soon, he finds himself becoming more involved with his fellow classmates who have their own share of insecurities and finds his life in school changing slowly. Slowly. Nice. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, to your point, Misha, of this has so much more than just hot anthropomorphic animals yes it's it's the fact that it, it actually deals with how do you say oh i've been describing it like zootopia but it actually deals with like the problems and dark stuff that would happen from zootopia yes because like when we watch zootopia or when you watch zootopia what's happening is you see people forcing carnivores to become aggressive mm-hmm. but in here it's the fact that all these animals still have their basic their base instincts. So mm-hmm. the herbivores are automatically terrified when they're with um, when they're with uh, carnivores that they don't know because their body is telling them their their feral instincts are telling them I shouldn't be in the situation I need to run. Whereas the carnivores, if they like smell an herbivore's blood or like mm-hmm. anything like that, they're trying to fight back their instincts to hunt. At the same time. Um, one of the things that I really liked about this was that it breaks down the process for that Lagoshi goes through by trying to make himself look weaker Mm -hmm. and to make himself look less intimidating. Like he sits with his, uh, with his fingers curled into a ball. So you can't see his, uh, his claws. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's not correct etiquette for a carnivore to show their fangs to an herbivore, even Mm -hmm. like when you're eating and stuff. Like, there's just a whole bunch of world building that happens that you really get to understand the society that these kids are living in. Yep. And I think, like, to your point, it's, like, I even said it when we were watching it, I'm like, Beastars does what Zootopia was too scared to do. No shade again, Zootopia is a Disney product, and it's meant for children, so they don't need to unpack all the, like, very, very yeah. deep shit that, like, you're trying to do, like, prejudice and racism. Like, they already kind of hit on the head on that, but, like, um, I think Beastars goes a deeper level of showing the impact on the world that, like you said, that these kids are growing up in. And, like, mm-hmm. I think it's unique that we're seeing it from, like, the kids' point of view first when we're introduced to it. Because, like you said, like, he's grown up his whole entire life, like, not wanting to seem menacing. So, like, him hiding his claws, or, like, he even says, like, I filed down my claws, but they, they grew back already the next day. Um, that he's, he's very careful not to show his fangs. He, when he talks to uh, herbivores, he gets down to their eye level, so he's not um, making them feel threatened. And, like, it kind of makes me think, like, again, 
like when I watched Zootopia and I remember like talking to somebody about it and I was like, it's kind of like, are, are the people of color, like, you know, like black and brown people, are we the carnivore, carnivores because we feel like we need to hide our instincts and change our ways around people to make them not feel threatened? Like we have to code switch the way we interact with them. Yeah. But then like, are we like, but we're not the prey, but like we are feel, we feel like prey because then we're threatened. Um, yeah. Like in Zootopia, like that's a whole like that's a whole discussion. But it's like I think mm-hmm. B Stars does a really good job of discussing it too. Because another thing is, like you said, like they have their base instincts to want to eat meat, but yeah. they've been taught that eating meat is basically a sin and it's wrong or it's illegal. Um, there's also the whole what is it? They they are given like soy meat. Yeah, they're given like uh like. Uh, they're like milk and eggs and soy mm-hmm. and like uh, different tofu, different types. Essentially, like a vegetarian diet that still gives them the protein that they need. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the specifically what they say in the anime is uh, like an herbivore never eats meat in public, or no, uh, sorry, a carnivore never eats meat in public. Right. Um, which is why they have the back alley market. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's called the black market in the anime. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where they really kind of like, as much as you can't, they can survive on that. Their Mm -hmm. instinct wants to eat meat. Right. Like actual meat. And the black market is essentially this, um, it's a, it's a market where essentially they buy animals and it, it really confronts the taboo that like. Everybody brings up in Pokemon. If you're in the Pokemon world, that means you have to eat Pokemon. But we never see that happen. Right. In Beastars, you're very clearly eating other things that yeah. were just like you. Mm-hmm. Like, your herbivore friends are most definitely what you could see in the market. And it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But they have this conversation about it where, like, there are these like 17, 16, 17, 18 year old kids who are in a group and they end up passing it and they're talking about it and they're just saying like, we're gonna need this when we get older. Yeah. Because that's the reason carnivores and herbivores are so polite to each other on the street and there aren't like, uh, they call them devourings, which are when a carnivore essentially loses control and eats an herbivore mm-hmm. is because there is a place for them to go and get some kind of meat. And like right. some of it is like actual black market stuff, like mm-hmm. abductions and everything like that. And other places in there have like, um, contracts with funeral homes or like they're mm-hmm. selling themselves, which uh, like piece, literally pieces of themselves. Can we talk about that real quick? Because yes. the scene with the old blind goat, um, just he has tags on his fingers, y'all, and he's selling them yeah. for like seventy yen. I mean, like I don't know if they're. I'm assuming because I thought it was the yen sign on the thing, but like seventy thousand, like not dollars. I'm assuming whatever. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know transactions, but it was just like this is creepy like he's literally selling his fingers and you can see like he's already one hand he's missing like maybe all but like two and then he's just like all i ask is that you do it in one bite and then like the tiger bill he's just like hey guys let's just all go in together make it more affordable and we'll share it i'm like you're gonna share one finger first off but then 
Legoshi is just like having this super inner turmoil with himself because he's so tempted by like the smell at first, but then he immediately just is he rejects it. He's like, "How can you guys do this? How can you eat? How can you eat herbivores? Like we're friends with herbivores." But then I think it's the eagle who like makes the point of like, "We're gonna have to do this." Like you said, they're like we're gonna have to do this eventually. Um, yeah. I, I like how it kind of draws the line in the sand of like their their adolescence and them as adults because they very much understand like in the real world like we are like in a bubble at Cheriton when we're at school like they live on campus and they get, yeah. they eat on campus and everything so they're very much in this bubble but when they go outside of that bubble they're seeing herbivores and carnivores interacting with one another one another like you know civilly but on the back like in the dark side of things you know carnivores are most likely going to go eat meat like yeah it's just a fact of life that they all know is true and I think that it's one of those things too because then I think it all circles back to kind of to what you were saying about like how you see some like um like code switching in these animals and stuff is because like I think that reality that like all the herbivores know that their carnivore friends are going to go to the black market mm-hmm. at some point like I think that it leads and it forces them to be like okay this person is going to be afraid of me so I have to actively keep my strength down I have to mm-hmm. actively go through and because it, it, it's in the manga later on but there are like some pills that really strong animals take yeah so that they can weaken their bodies because otherwise they wouldn't be able to even just like hold hands with right herbivore um and in the anime there's that part i forget who it was was it bill who rips off that person's arm no so it's the panther oh wait that's in the manga it's fine it's not that big of a spoiler i'm honestly also the manga's been out for a while so me and you can discuss the manga another time or we could discuss some of it here but we do warn y'all this is a small spoiler filled show um yes we will try our best not to spoil the manga Uh, the the show was so good that both Nisha and I were like, fuck, we gotta read the manga, we need more. You know it's good when, like, both Kate and I have decided, we're gonna go read the manga now because we're not getting what we want for another year. So, exactly. like, it's that good, and, y'all. And the anime series covers chapters 1 through 50, mm-hmm. and then there's, like, 119 more after that, I think. yeah that's Um, about right because i think 150 150 it's 150 something and i think it's updated monthly or has it ended yeah Yeah, okay i think it's updated (laughs) monthly yeah i gotta love scans because i think viz is only on volume five yeah which you know y'all can find it somehow yeah, but you know how. You know I'm not going to tell you how, but you're listening to this show. I trust your weeb skills. Yes, if you are <laughs> a weeb. To go get into some scans. Look, I, started um, tell- I just started telling people, like, I'm going to give out manga recommendations. I'm like, all I have to do is give titles. I know y'all know how to found- find things. Oh, yeah. So, we- oh, y'all yeah. are good. But now- I've got to give you links. You can find your own links. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Like, I- oh, go ahead. No, I was like, but, yeah, no, the manga is just, like, I think, like, even I said, it's like, okay, I started at 50 um, after I finished the ser- the the Netflix series. And I was kind of like, man, it's not really going where I thought it would go. And then it kind of, like, puts you, flips it on your head, and you're just like, oh, 
it's real good. So yeah, go read it. Because like, like at first I was reading it. So as a genre, like where you could classify the anime, the anime is like equal parts fantasy, slice of life, shoujo. Like, it, it's a high school anime, yep. but it's also a thriller. And, like, noir, like, like mystery. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's like everything. It's, it's so, like, it's just damn good. Like, there's a piece of this for everybody, mm-hmm. but that also means that it does have some of the tropes. Like, I did not get out, I did not get out of the romance what I wanted out of the romance. I know. <laughs> because of those, like, shoujo underpinnings, which is, like, not saying, because, like, one of the cool things they do do is because they are, I guess, I think it's because they're animals, they talk about sex a lot. Yep. Like, all these animals are having loads and loads of sex. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, the show's real horny. Yes. Um, like, ooh. But... Go, but oh, okay. So, uh, y'all, uh, I apologize. I'll put the time code in the notes, but I have to talk about it. The scene with the lion and the bunny? Yes. I just, like, yo. This, like, oh. <laughs> that got me. And I'm talking about much later. Not with Haru and, like... Yeah. The Shishigumi. So y'all can look out for that. But that honestly wasn't much of a spoiler. But y'all can just decide to listen to me or not. But I just, oh, yeah. Kate, we have to talk about that <laughs> at some point. You're talking about uh, when they fight in front of Haru? Yes. That one? Yes. Oh. Her friend. Yeah. And just like, here's my boyfriend. He's an Indian lion. I was like, okay, girl. You in danger. <laughs> That's the hard thing. Cause like you 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 like you root for Lagoshi and Haru and like and that's why I kept reading because I didn't get enough out of the romance or like mm-hmm. I didn't get what I wanted out of it. So I was like, okay, if I keep reading, maybe I'll get it. And then you just end up going into this like, oh Trope. the romance is really like secondary. Mm-hmm. This is like a large critique on how like people see themselves mm-hmm. and identity and how whether or not you can go <clears throat> against identity because any other time that I see a predator any other time I see an herbivore with a carnivore I'm like oh exactly you're a danger girl <laughs> get out of there well it's like and like the whole their discussion and I think what I did like about the manga where I took it like I, like you said the romance between Lagoshi and Haru does feel secondary um even though like it's a big plot in the first season but I do like the discussion of interspecial relationships and that's like yeah. friendships and romance and just like, and, um, business. So like they, yeah. like the manga does a really good job of dissecting that on so many different levels of like, there's a, there's a scene and some parts in the manga where like, there's that lamb. Sorry, she's not a lamb. She's a yeah. sheep. Um, she's very adamant about people knowing the difference and I respect her. So Sim- Simbu, um, but it's like she works in a carnival. Have that entire. Sorry, no, you're fine. Doesn't she have that entire like? I think it's like an entire page where she's talking about the difference between their wool. Yeah, she does. She does, and it's like the whole thing is like she works in a carnivore-dominated industry, and she's like one of few people in an industry, like in a role, in a role that most carnivores have. And then you see, like, how she's subjected to, like, microaggressions, like, them touching her fur, yeah. touching her wool, like, oh, it's so soft. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel seen. 
but also I'm just like, oh my god, I would totally kill everyone in that room, but you're a sheep and I get why you can't do that. Because everyone's immediately going to just like turn on you like, we didn't mean to threaten you. We're sorry, we're carnivores. But it's just, oh, it's so good. But sorry, I just want to talk about the manga so much. It's so good, y'all. No, I mean, I I think that there's a lot, like, when you get into all of it, there are just so many things. And I I think it, part of me, when I watched it, or before I started it, I was just like, okay, I'm, like, not gonna like this. This is just furry fan service. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually so much more. Like, mm-hmm. the amount that they build out the uh, the world and the relationships, and not just, like, how the world exists, but, like, the rules of it, how everybody kind of sees each other, how mm-hmm. you interact, and the fact that there are so many layers and guidelines to the society. Yeah. It is really... It, I haven't seen anything like it, and it, it makes it much more than just, like, oh, we made this for the furries. It's like, no, we actually made this to explore, like, some fairly critical issues, because, like, mm-hmm. like you said, like, the interspecial piece of it and after you watch the in, in the anime, it's kind of there, like, uh, it's kind of taboo for a carnivore to be with an herbivore. Yeah. And when you read the manga, you find out that uh, interspecial marriage was only allowed, like, ten years before mm-hmm. um, the time that the manga is happening. And then even then, you're still, like, it's interspecial marriages can happen unless... It's a poisonous with a non-poisonous animal, yeah. a land animal with a sea animal, or if a carnivore has been uh, has committed a devouring or mm-hmm. has uh, predation. If it's a, a predation offense, right? And so, like, you learn that like this isn't your typical star-crossed lovers. It's actually like their very beings as an herbivore or a carnivore, like everything around them is keeping apart because of that Mm -hmm. and then in the in the first season of the anime you see how their own instincts are doing that as well yeah that's a really great point because like i guess like how you are born into the world basically dictates the path that you're allowed to walk yeah so it's like let's like i guess one of the characters we could talk about is haru who is lagoshi's lagoshi is in love with her i won't call her a love interest Mm -hmm. Because, like, that eventually happens, but I felt we were calling her love interest for, like, the beginning part of it. Um, but she's a, she's a dwarf bunny, so her whole thing is, like, people have always looked at me as being small and, like, something that needs to be protected, or I'm looked at as something as prey. And she's always had it instilled in her as, like, you're just so small, you're the smallest one of us that you might just get eaten. Like, and, like, ha- and she's like, I've constantly felt like I could die at any moment. And because I'm so small and I'm so weak and she's just like, I just want someone to look at me for me, look at me as, as a being, not look at me as prey, not look at me as something to protect, not look at me as just a herbivore. Um, and it's kind of like, that's kind of her motivation to be like very embracing, like embracing her sexual nature. Um, and I think... I like her perspective on things and like even though like she deals with like so much bullying and bullshit because she's like I don't care what people think about me as when it comes to sex 
And, like, that's a big thing for her is because, like, the boys basically around the school is like, yeah, I've slept with her, too. Basically, she's, like, she doesn't care about species. It's been, I think it, it was, like, an antelope and then another bunny. And then, like, you see a montage. A red deer. A red deer. Yep, that deer. Um, <laughs> the fuck boy. <laughs> um, but it's, like, she has, she's just, like, it's so ingrained in her that, like, I feel like I could die at any moment. So she's just like, sex yeah. is the one place where she feels like people like don't look at her as prey. Yep. And I think that's like, dang. But then it's like, when you look at the flip side of like, Legoshi, he it's just like so focused on not trying to look menacing and not trying to look like he can scare people. I mean, scare other animals. And he's just like so concerned about that. Because um, yeah. he knows like in his life, like, he knows how he looks and he's very concerned at like how big he is and like he's not really allowed I don't think we see him be himself outside of when he's with his friends like the canines which I think is so yeah. cute like when he's with his friend Jack who's a Labrador and I'm just like this is so nice that his friend is so in tune to his de- depression because <laughs> no yeah. one else is <laughs> but it's like Lugoshi even knows even when he's around other canines he can be seen as threatening um yeah. And he's just not, like, I I enjoyed, like, watching him, like, become more comfortable in himself. Like, as I read more in the manga, I feel like in the anime, it takes a little while still to get there, but. Yeah, because that, that's, like, there's a lot of growth that happens, and mm-hmm. when we just keep it to, like, the first, when we just keep it to the anime, there, like, Lagoshi, when we first see him, like, he is definitely the, like, look, people are, are intimidated by Lagoshi, not because they see him as intimidating, mm-hmm. but because all of the things that he is doing is making him look like a creep. Yes. Like, he doesn't want to talk to people directly. Mm-hmm. He talks to people when everybody else is gone. He just kind of stands quietly, like, hunched over, staring at people. He sniffs you. He sniffs yes. you. <laughs> and it's just yeah Yeah. it's it's one of those things that when you look at at like when you look at Legoshi you realize that a lot of the fear that he's that people have towards him is actually happening because of all of all of the things that he's doing to keep him from looking worse right because um oh go ahead oh no go ahead no because like even in the first episode I think, so we open up and it's very much just like the, um, the premise is that like before you meet any of the main characters that there has been a devouring. So there's been a murder of one of the students on campus. Um, and he was in the drama club, Lagoshi's in the drama club. There's already rumors of just like, it was probably a big, um, carnivore that did it. And like, everyone's just like staring and it's like, there's this distrust immediately. Like people are divided in the room. And they're already just, like, looking at the carnivores as if it, one of them did it. And yeah. it's just, like, sad because it's just, like, hey, don't um, automatically assume it's one of us. Like, we get it. It's scary. One of our friend, he was our friend, too. Like, they're upset about his death, too. But yeah. then you have, like, so then, the, but like, you're right. The way Lagoshi acts throughout the whole episode, kind of just, like, dude, did you do it or not? Like, because even when you first approach it, you're kind of like, did Lagoshi do it? But it's... Because he was, there was a girl sheep, or alpaca, and 
she basically was nervous about walking back after school, like after club and because she just feels like like oh she's staring at her but like the whole time it's not that he wants to eat you it's that he was trying to give you a message from the alpaca that died exactly and he i it's just it, it's also one of those things too is like i think there sometimes happen where like we dole ourselves down so mo- mm-hmm. so much for other people that we end up just like missing the point entirely Mm -hmm. and i think that that's what happens with him yes like 100 Mm percent. and it you see him grow after meeting haru and after kind of finding a power in his identity almost through his interactions with haru and then louis who's the red deer Mm -hmm. um where he becomes something more like he he grows up almost in that season Mm -hmm. um because he learns what he has to do how he can use his his natural predator skills in a positive way. Yes. And then you have Haru, who I really like, because it... So one of the things, and I said this when I when I wrote my review, is that you I went into this thinking it was going to be furry fan service, so when they immediately introduce a character who's promiscuous, I'm like, oh, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But then when they give the background that you talked about, where it's like, yeah, no, she just wants people to see her as equal. Like, Haru has been grown. Like, she yes. doesn't have to... Like, she's not a character who has to find herself or do any of right. that. She does become a little bit of a damsel. But her her growth happens, like, maybe in the last three episodes where she has to come to terms with... So... Everything Haru does is so that people can see her as an equal. Mm-hmm. But she... But because it only ever happens in sex, she ties it to sex. Yeah. And so when her growth is learning that somebody can see her as an equal, even if that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and trusting that person and doing that, and that person is Lagoshi. Yes. And that is one of the things that I think is really compelling about her character, and I do think it's one of the reasons that you can tell that this manga is written by a woman is just because of how that's of how that's done. Agreed. Like she doesn't have to grow into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that. I, I agree with that a lot because, like, even when there's characters, I think it's Lagoshi's. Like, I just want you to value yourself, and she's just like she doesn't. She just responds back to him. I'm just like, don't think I don't value myself. Like, that's not why I do any of this. I value, I know my value. Um, Because, like, I even cringed when he said that. I'm like, no, shut up, shut up. That's the worst thing you can say. But, like, I I like how the creator handles all of that. Because the fact of the matter is, Lagoshi is younger than her. She's, he's a year younger than her. um, And she's a Mm -hmm. senior. And I think, like, that's a very, he's, like, inexperienced. Um, so he's a virgin. He hasn't eaten meat. I'm like, I, I said, that's like, that's a thing. Why he is inexperienced. So he also doesn't probably understand her perspective as much in this yeah. area. So I think it is very, it's normal for him to say something like that to her yep. when he doesn't necessarily understand what, she, what her life is like, like for the, for her, how her whole life has shaped her into being this way. And it's not about her not valuing herself. It's truly like, this is what I do. And this is who I am. Like, I, I, I yeah. respect myself plenty. Yeah. And I think that that's also just like a really 
good view of of sex almost in that like and I think and I don't want to say a good view but just like it's it's a lens that we don't really see sex through I think we talk a lot about sex as power but a lot of the time we see it as men directed towards women but throughout the entire anime mm-hmm. which is you know the first 50 chapters you have Haru who holds all the power yeah um over the men that she is having sex with um and it's it is a, I don't know I don't know it's just a good representation in my opinion because it, it's more than just sex it it shows you how people view sex mm-hmm. and she has the power over the entire thing so I just I don't know I really like the way that that the sex in this series is handled even between her and Louie. Yeah. Which, Louie's a fuckboy, but, like, I like Louie a lot more now, yes. having read the manga. The manga but... helps. The manga helps shape out Louie's personality a lot better, because at first we're just like, so is this just boy love, also? Just, yeah. Because, like, the way, and it's, and it's mainly because, like, a lot of the positions he, like, puts Legoshi in, and, like, he provokes him. Like, he doesn't, I can't say it's even provoking him. It's just, like, more like, Louis feels very aggressive towards carnivores. He, like, and he, like, speaks down to them because he does not want them to do the same to him first. Like, I get that, especially once you get more of his backstory. Which is also another really cool piece of, like, character exploration Mm -hmm. in that, like, Louis is literally just trying to be the strongest prey yeah because he comes from a background where he was really where he was the prey and had to live through that yeah which is like freaking cool mm-hmm. like louis isn't just a dick because he's a dick louis a dick because he's terrified of being without power again yes and I, and that makes complete sense of why he does behaves the way he does and like why yeah. I can forgive him for his behavior towards Legoshi once we get yes. once once more of that is revealed because like that being said oh sorry go ahead no I'm like sorry. but that doesn't mean he's absolved of like how he treats all carnivores but I can't understand exactly I can't totally like, understand Louis how he does speciesist. it he is speciesist. 100% speciesist yes he is um but then you're totally right that there is like a little bit of boy love when it's mm-hmm. been I think it comes through it comes through in both the manga and the anime but in the anime the first time that you really see um Legoshi interacting with another character physically mm-hmm. is with Louis because Louis is like holding his face or pushing him or pulling him down and I'm just like yeah this is there's a lot of tension here there's a lot of tension like he <laughs> grabs his jaw and like his fingers are like grazing his mouth and like the whole time again Legoshi is the king of um restraint <laughs> And he's just like, yeah. I can't show you my claws. I can't show you my things. It's, it will be rude. It's not proper etiquette. And I'm like, he can't even, st- he feels like he can't stick up for himself. Like he doesn't allow himself to even do that. Cause he knows he could tear Louie apart. Yep. But the whole time he's just like taking it in stride in order to not seem menacing or threatening. Yeah. But yeah, Louie does come around. I will say that eventually, but 
I still hated him with Haru so much, but like I get like I like that at least like as me and you know, I feel like they recognize like we were truly just using ourselves, using yeah. each other in this relationship, like which wasn't a relationship. Even though I just feel like Haru very much put her cards on the table and was like, "All I need is your love," and he's just like, "Can't give that to you because you're a rabbit and I'm a deer, and I already got a fiance." <laughs> just. Like, okay, bro. Yep. But also, like, I won't give the biggest spoiler away, but, like, the festival, the situation with that. Yeah. I was kind of just done with Louie after that anyways. I was like, fuck you. I was real done with Louie after that. Mm-hmm. Real, real done. Like, I, like, like I, just, I did not care what happened to him after that. Yeah. But we'll let y'all get to that point, and then y'all can make your decisions. Like, we know things changed since then, but, whew, yeah. Louis is a mess. Um, <laughs> a mess. But I think, like, when we talk about the anime, I think the reason that people are really going to like this anime mm-hmm. and the reason I think that it is kind of taking everything... I don't want to say... It's kind of taking everything by storm a little bit, like, when you look at how people are watching it and coming to it, mm-hmm. is because of how deep it goes and how like it is a fantasy Mm -hmm. but it's also taking time to build out each character i don't think that there's a single character that isn't dynamic almost and i think beyond that Mm -hmm. um I, I think it's a near-perfect series. I think my only critique of it is that fucking egg episode. Yeah. I don't know. I And that continues in the manga. There are, like, these random episodes of somebody in the background before it shifts back to being yeah. a part... Like, in before it shifts back to being focused on, on like, a main character. I will say it's done uh, better after the egg episode. Because I do at least, like... That's fair. I, like, the club... The interest, well, uh, you know what I mean, like the the club one where Lagoshi is at a club, yeah. and like we don't get introduced in the manga, to him, yeah. yeah. So that one, I'm like, that one was pretty well done, like as far as like introducing it back to the main plot. But the egg yeah. one, I was just like, I did not need to know this. I, I yeah, like, <laughs> and for context, it's like it's it's like midway through the season and. You have, it starts with Lagoshi eating an egg salad sandwich, and then it, like, cuts, and then you have this narration of a chicken talking about how he's eating her eggs, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what? Yeah. And it just goes through her process of uh, trying to make eggs and being healthy and how her eggs are the best, and, and then... Which, like, it is interesting because it's kind of pointing out the fact that, like, eggs and milk are literally jobs for people. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And they're still utilized. But it was just weird. It was real weird because she's just, like, totally enamored with the fact, not with him, but, like, enamored with the fact that he praises her eggs. And he doesn't yeah. know that it's her eggs. And because, like, you, the chickens sell them to the school. So me and like me and Lizzie were talking about like I can't find an equivalent besides we couldn't find an equivalent besides placentas. We're like you know rich goop esque people will take placentas yeah. and put them into peel form, and I was just like even then yeah. this is just like so bizarre. He's eating your your I guess would have been children, but they're not because they're eggs. So it's interesting how they very much like put a line in between the sand there too because I think that's probably something we as humans would do like. I'll be very yeah. blunt, like, if I were to sell my eggs as a woman, 
yes, I can make $10,000. Like, that's something we as humans can do. Um, yeah. But I'm like, I have no idea what the school's paying her for X. <laughs> but it's still yeah. just like, what is this scene? <laughs> and it took, up a half, it took up half the episode. So I was, I was just like weirded out. But I mean, I guess this is like a credit to like what you said about the world building. It does, these scenes contribute to like showing us more of how the world works in this series. Yeah. So, but still weird. Very, very weird. I don't know. Yeah. What, what was your favorite part of the mm. series? Um, I think my favorite part was Legoshi standing up to Bill. So, like, yeah. during the school play, um, it basically builds the tiger, and it basically gets revealed that, like, Legoshi's smelling blood, and he, his, his only first, I guess his first whiff of blood was when he had accidentally attacked Haru. So, he, I think yeah. that he associates that blood, I don't think we ever got confirmation if it was her blood, or if it was just, like, somebody's blood who they sold on school. So, blood is basically like yeah. a drug for carnivores, and Bill's been, you know, doping up on it. Um, as a way to like, I guess, keep his nerves in check or like performance enhancement. Performance enhancement is probably the better way of describing how blood is used. Yeah. Um, and Legoshi smells doping. it. Doping. Yeah, doping. So he does it, and Legoshi's like confronting him about it, and it's really, it shows two sides. So Legoshi letting loose his strength on somebody and being able to do that against somebody who is as big as him and as strong as him for the first time. Um, so you kind of see, like, I think I, it was a part where, like, he's punching the shit out of him. Like, is he going to die or is he done? I, yeah, I thought he was going to kill Bill. Yeah, because it, it was gruesome. Kill Bill. <laughs> kill Bill. It, was, it, was, it, it was really, really intense. It was super intense. So there's that part of it. But then it's also, like, Bill and Legoshi are two sides of a coin. Where, like, Bill has already embraced the fact that, like, I'm a carnivore. I, this will be my life one day. And so what's wrong with me starting to use blood or eat meat now? Because they're, like, 17. And Legoshi's like, it's wrong. But it's like, they have their own different philosophies on the matter. um, Even though they're both carnivores. And I think it's yeah. good, like, the, the, the scene on the stage that's taking place, it's a lot of talking and, like, I don't know, like, a lot of, it felt like a little philosophical, like, you can, yeah. t- because they're trying to put on the show for the people, but really they're having a discussion about how all this stuff is affecting them differently, and then how Bill claws the shit out of Legoshi's back and everything, but I think that was a very intense scene, but it also shows, like, a philosophical side to, like, them being carnivores, so I like that. Yeah. What about you? I like that a lot. Thanks. Um, I think for me, I actually think episode 11 is mm. my favorite just because, so episode 11, uh, you have Legoshi and Haru ending up in a love motel. Mm-hmm. And Cliche. It, <laughs> very cliche. Love it. And I love, I love romance anime. Mm-hmm. I love adult romance anime. But I, so I was expecting them to have their first time or whatever, mm-hmm. but instead, so you have, like, a, a fairly sensual, like, moment where they're kind of, like, they, and they're not making out, but he's, like, feeling her up, 
and it's about to happen and then she reacts her body reacts Mm -hmm. where she's like oh crap i'm actually prey Mm -hmm. and it showed at least for me what i liked about it is it kind of showcased the the complexity of their problem is that like before you know she was in love with louis and so she kind of couldn't be with him and there were like there were factors that you could attribute to just like society not wanting them to be right because it's a carnivore and orbivore or size mm-hmm. or uh the fat or a love triangle but in that moment it's like no they're very f- they're they're very physical beings mm-hmm. are or is what is keeping them apart and what can keep them apart and it was one of those moments where I was like, damn it, no! The ghosty, I just want you to be happy! I just want you to kiss, um, not kiss. <laughs> now kiss. That's me throughout this whole damn thing, now kiss. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, and I really like that episode because it, it just showcases that even when all the stars have aligned and they can do what they want to do in that moment, they still can't. They can't. Like, this isn't as simple as I love you, let's do it. It's it's harder than that. Right. Um, which is also interesting because the first time that Lagoshi meets Haru outside of the predation piece in the first episode, she like undresses in front of him and like yeah. opens his shirt and like, that's fine. But like, you can't like, you can't just deal with like an actual like consensual thing. I don't know. It, it's complicated, yeah, but it's interesting. It was very interesting because, like you said, like in the first time they meet, she's just like, "Well, I've never done with a carnivore, um, so sure, let's do it." So, like, I don't know if it's just like she was so yeah. focused on that. Like, I would love to like revisit that. I'm like, so what was going through your mind at that point? Because you didn't seem to bother you, but like, exactly, if that was your first time, or is it because also you have that emotional connection with him now, or is it because mm-hmm. she had just gone through something very traumatic? That her body reacted yeah, that it way. Could, yeah, it definitely could have been trauma. I think it also could have been the fact that um, he, because he was laying on top of her and mm-hmm. his mouth was there, it could just be that that was different because mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost like the power switches. Yeah. Because when, she, when they first meet each other, he's against the wall. He's not talking. He's not active in it at all because mm-hmm. he's like, He's that's not Lagoshi. Yeah, he's shocked. <laughs> Lagoshi's not like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, oh my god, what's this little bunny doing? Mm-hmm. And so she has all the power in that situation. Mm-hmm. But in the hotel room, it's not that he has power over her. It's more, it's more like they're both equal partners in it. And I think when she loses that power, she doesn't like. I think it's like a combination of her body reacting, but also her subconsciously being like, oh yeah. We're definitely on the same plane with each other. This is a different type of sex that I haven't had. Right. Right. I agree. It's just like a lot, but it's... Beastars has layers, y'all. It is layers. It's more than just attractively drawn and anthropomorphic animals. We swear. But also, like, just so much to discuss as far as, like, I I just enjoy the world building a lot. Yep. (laughs) Because, like, when we understand more about how the society that they work in, I'm sorry, live in, sorry. <coughs> that, sorry, I'm not sick. I'm just going to take a sip now. Mm. But anyways, this, when we learn more about the world that they live in and how it works, 
I think it opens up more discussion about how that is applied to our world and how we live yeah. in and how certain situations can be discussed. Especially, like, the reason I like Zootopia so much is because it kind of does that on a child's level of, like, recognizing that have you ever been, you know, seen as the bad child automatically by others yeah. because of the way you look or the, and that you'll only ever be bad because you come from this family or you look this way, which carries over into this where... Yes, they're a carnivore. There's a mayor. The mayor is a lion. And he, like, his part was like, I had my fangs removed in order to, like, give make people feel safer around me. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you drastically changed something about your natural self in order for people to feel safer around you. And yeah. I, it's just like, that's a lot of stuff that I think people could probably relate to and, like, how they... I don't know, maybe personally they've seen that or maybe like they've done that to themselves of like, how do you alter yourself around others to make them feel safer? I know for me, sometimes I make sure I check how loud I'm talking, like how loud yeah, my tone is all the time. I hate it so much because sometimes I'm just excited yeah. about something, but it can easily be seen as me being angry. And it's just like, I think only with you, I could probably talk in like a tone that sounds excited. And, and I know, you know, I'm not angry. And... That's yeah. very helpful. <laughs> I feel like, oh, it's hard because like some well because like I deal with the same thing too. It's like and it, I especially get it when like I'm doing interviews or I'm trying to talk to somebody at like a convention because mm-hmm. like my natural state is just loud, and a lot of people take it as aggressive. And it's like I'm not trying to be aggressive. Right. I'm just talking. Like that's just my volume. And when people I'm tell sorry, you to calm I'm down, not yelling at you. Ugh. Yes. Like, like, I, I know. am calm. I'm just talking. Right. I'm like, and now that you told me to be calm, now I'm getting angry. Uh-huh. It is just like the, it's like, I swear to God, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't when yep. it comes to that. Or like, why do you look upset? I'm like, I'm not angry. This is just my fucking face. Now I'm angry because you yep. said something about my face. So fuck you. Yep. But, uh, you know what? New qu- another question. If you were an animal in Beastars, who would you, what would you be? You don't have to pick a character. You could just pick an animal that you would be. And pick an animal? Oh, that's... I'm a fox. I just... I'm gonna call it. I'm a fox. A fox. You're a fox. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fox. Um... Because I'm small and scrappy and I can chop, chop on someone's neck. <laughs> uh... you can, I'll give you two animals if that helps. <laughs> okay, that helps. Okay. Yeah. Guide me, because there's just so many animals. Okay, so we know that there's, like, land, and there's sea animals, so, like, there's carnivores and herbivores. There's also omnivores, when you think about it. So, there's, like, raccoons. There's tanukis. Yeah. Specifically, like, you know, ones that are regional. There's lions, bears, koalas. I think I'd be a panther. You said you'd be a panther? Yeah. I could totally see you as a panther. Or a jaguar, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. I think I'd be a jaguar. Yes. There's even a jaguar in class. Um, but there's a female cheetah. That's what I was thinking of. But there's a male jaguar in the in the drama oh, club. Yeah. That female cheetah is so pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm shipping her and Bill. I don't think that's ever gonna oh, happen. Yeah. But I just think, ooh, y'all can make pretty babies. Which we yes. find out is a thing in the manga. I'm sorry, yes. that's a semi spoiler, not- but 
Yeah, it's not species dependent on whether or not you can have babies, which is such an interesting play. Or not an interesting play, but like it's such a diff- an interesting concept for this world, mm-hmm. but also makes it really cool. It like complicates it because mm-hmm. then you end up with questions about hybrids and how hybrids look and mm-hmm. it, it makes the world and the lore of it deeper. So good. So good. And it's like, because it's even kind of comes into play where like the, the one bunny, the Harley Quinn bunny that's bullying. Haru in the beginning she's like it's gonna be your fault that we go extinct I'm like it's your boyfriend's fault for cheating so yeah but the one the one interesting thing that that points out is that there is a sting extinction Mm -hmm. in this yep like and that that is another level that ends up playing into romantic pairings Mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's really interesting. I, I I really need season two to happen. I'm wondering what season two will cover. I Ooh. think it'll probably just cover up to the Thames killer resolution arc. I think it will. I think that might be the finale because like the way the season finale was it the after credit scene. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, the yeah after the credits run where it it picks up at the I think it's like the opening of of chapter fifty. Mm-hmm. And like Legoshi, like you, so like you, the audience are aware. Like you're giving clues that like the person whose face you haven't seen or the animal's face you haven't seen, and they're growling. They're the murderer. And then Legoshi sees them. Is like, come on, everyone's waiting for you. And you know that that murderer interacts with Legoshi on a regular basis. Yep. And man. It is going to be so good when that gets animated. I just, that, oh, yeah. that arc is so their deep. Their fight, I can't wait Ooh. for like their four different fights. Yes, because man, and then like this character is just like, we can talk about the character and not reveal it, reveal them to y'all. We'll do that favor to y'all. But it's just yeah. like, so, like how, how their um, perspective on things gets warped is like very concerning. And... It's, you feel, like, I feel sad for them, in a way, when, like, we learn about, like, we learn about them and learn more about them. But it's like, damn, like, is this a situation where this animal was damned if they do and damned if they didn't? Like, I don't know. But, like, I I think it's also, part of that feeling is because, like, a lot of, like, their story were being told from their perspective first. But then, when we see it from the Goshi's point of view you're like damn this person is menacing like like evil like just certifiably evil but like they again two sides of the same coin i just it i like that entire that entire arc with him Mm -hmm. points back to stuff that the hot panda said yeah hot panda teacher said dr going 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 sorry yeah going (laughs) going yeah, it, it just shows how easily stuff gets warped. Yeah. And I like that they, like, and then the arc after that, you have another character that is a foil to Legoshi that is another two sides of the same coin situation. Mm-hmm. And I really like, because for the majority of the first season, like, Louie and, and, Louis and uh, Legoshi are kind of the opposites that are at play. Mm-hmm. And then as it, like, Every arc after that, I feel like uh, it, it's a re- they do a really good job of showing the complexities of something that Legoshi mm-hmm. is dealing with by showing you the other side. So I agree. 
It's just... I can't wait for this to get animated. Same. It's going to be so good. And, like, we hope you guys, after listening to this, feel inspired to go and watch it. Um, I honestly cannot recommend it enough. Because, again, like, I feel like I had the same feelings as as you when it first got announced of, like, this just looks like something that, like, you know, three steps further than Zootopia took and would be very furry fan servicey. But it also does, like, have a a very deep story. And mm. I think that that's something in addition to like, hey, this is just like another way to tell like deep societal issues through, you know, hotly drawn characters like like yeah. anime does because it's anime. <laughs> it does what anime does well. Yes. Oh, I guess we should also mention like the animation style, like how it's drawn. Oh, Yeah. It's 3D. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably the only 3D anime that I've ever just, like, fallen in love with. Right. I think it's better than, like, Saint Seiya. I think it's, like, the bottom of the barrel when it comes to 3D. Oh, yeah. Like, the Saint, Saint Seiya, Seiya on Netflix. definitely bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. And it's because they move so weird. But, like, recently I watched um, J- Dragon Quest. So I think that's something we should yes. review next if, like, if that's, okay. like, down the line. And I know, like, it's it's so, it's done good and it's smooth. Like, remember that Lupin the Third CGI yes, movie that I'm yeah. still, I still want to see, but no announcements yet. Um, it's as smooth as that, I would say. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So I, I think. Yeah, for me. Oh, go ahead. You know, I think I'm coming around to CGI anime, but it's just like, or 3D CGI anime, how, whatever this is called. It's just really a matter of, like, how well it's done. Yeah. I think for me, because, like, I have... So, the reason I haven't liked a lot of 3D anime is... um, And especially I haven't liked it. It's how it plays with some of, like, the 2D stuff in the background and things. And for me, I think about... um, Saint Seiya is definitely bottom of the barrel, but I think, like, Ultraman. Oh, yeah. So, like, Ultraman is 3D anime, but it has some 2D elements, but the animation isn't fluid. Like, it kind of feels choppy. Yes. Um, Or even a little bit of uh, the Dragon Prince is a little 3D. And the first season has some issues when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But then I think Beastars, it actually took me some time to realize because I knew it was different. Mm -hmm. But it took me some time to actually realize that this was 3D animation styles Mm -hmm. because it was so well done. Yes. And it was just very seamless and smooth. Yes, because there's scenes where like you're watching it, like even when I see GIFs of it, I'm like, is that 3D or is it just 2D really well done really well? But I'm like, I like that it shifts in between it without it being jarring enough to break Mm -hmm. your focus on what's being done in the scene. Like it just and I like how they play with the shadows. Like they do a really good job of like using shadows and light. Good job with it. So good. Just Yeah. But Well I guess final thoughts? Final thoughts. Go watch it. Can't talk about it enough. <laughs> I'm going to go binge the rest of the manga. And I give this a solid... I'm going to give it a solid nine. Yeah, I am also going to say go watch the damn series. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. All of y'all have Netflix. Yes. Um, if you don't... You know someone who does. <laughs> right. You got somebody's password. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I just think it, 
it's so much more like I, I i do think that a lot of people and i understand my thirst tweets aren't helping but i do think a lot of people are gonna like write it off at first like mm-hmm. oh this is just furry stuff but it's just such a good anime overall it's a really good anime that blends genre it's really good anime that has depth and emotion mm-hmm. so i really want people to watch it i'm definitely gonna give it a night out of 10 as well just because of the egg episode yeah but as an ongoing series in the manga that's just a 10 out of 10 like i haven't i haven't watched something that has made me immediately go into the manga in a very long time mm-hmm. like and that didn't even happen to me with my hero like and i love my hero i eat sleep breathe drink my hero. you do and i've been trying to get but you to I read it because i need to talk I I can't keep I can't keep waiting a year to talk about shit with you because it has to get animated. I'm just I'm gonna. Ha- I mean, hey, I got a lot of self quarantine time. So uh, look, I already said like since we're all in self quarantine, maybe now I'll finish One Piece. I'm not gonna read it. I don't have time to read, even though I binged you know 150 chapters in one in three days. So yeah. Um, but still, no. Um, which. I do want to say it's not manga, but it is anime. Nisha and I will be hosting anime days on Saturdays, like, mm-hmm. or on Sundays. Like I said, um, we did doing Beastars for our first one. And then on Sunday, March 29th, we'll be doing Cells at Work. And then finally, the long-awaited time will be coming on Sunday, April 5th. I will be watching The Promised Neverland with everybody. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> I have waited two years, Catherine. Okay, it's not two years, but I've waited too long. It'll be two years in October, because that's when it came out. Or I get, Was it last October when it came Last October when it came out. So then... Yeah. Yeah, second season should come back this October. And I've just been like, I understand it is a sub. I understand it subs is not everybody's jam because I also like to like watch things as I work. However, it's only 10 episodes and I have been getting on her case constantly. I know. <sighs> but finally, me and Becca can put our reminders to rest once we watch it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I mean, maybe we could find the dub. I think we could find the dub. I can't find the dub. Really? Because the fact that well, Funimation doesn't have the dub. Oh well, Funimation. I don't think it's fun. It's Crunchyroll, but I don't know if Funimation has the license. Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. I thought Funimation had the dub because I know that it's in. Or no, I thought it was Funimation. No, so it's not Funimation because I know they don't have the license on. Like, trust me, I've been looking on Funimation regularly to see, like, okay, it's there now, but no, it's not. Um. But I do know Adult Swim had the dub. I just don't think the dub was done. Has the English? I don't know why the English dub hasn't been added to Crunchyroll. It could by now, but yeah, Adult Swim. I just checked. Dang it! See, this is what's always so weird. Adult Swim showed the dub of the like the dub episodes. Yeah. So like I don't even when I when I found out it was on Adult Swim, I like immediately messaged you. But then I'm like, shoot. The problem with that is like Adult Swim only puts up the episode. I think for one week and then they don't put the yeah. whole season they don't put the whole season up at all. Oh, like, that sucks. Yeah, they do that sometimes or you have to log in with your internet provider and maybe you can unlock it, but I think cuz it's anime sometimes they don't do that. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's fine. 
Oh, well. Yeah. But we will watch it. And if I can find the dub somewhere, you know, other places, we will watch it. We will find out. I a am excited. I'm very excited because I've been wanting to talk about Sister Crone and all of them for forever. Uh, I know Eunice, if you're listening from Black Girls Anime, we told her she could come back so we can dissect all that shit. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm very excited okay. to talk about I'm it. I'm excited. But we have a lot of stuff coming. Uh, remember, just because we're so- oh, social no, distancing frozen. doesn't mean you got to be alone. Hit us up in the Discord. There's an anime channel there. Currently, it's just me finding adorable fan art of Beast Wars and then sending it and tagging if, Misha. Uh, if y'all don't follow us already, you should at DYHT underscore pod. Um, and you should also join our our network's Discord community. Mm-hmm. Um, because just because we're social distancing doesn't mean you got to be alone. And we're going to be holding anime days, like I said. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So come talk to us. Uh, there's an anime channel, which is currently just me finding really cute fan art of Beastars and give, sending it and tagging Nisha. Yes. So We're like including y'all in our weeb behavior that we usually would just do in our DMs. When we Exactly. Like I use, but now, you know, I should use Discord more and share that with y'all. So, but yeah, I agree. Like we like to engage with people in Discord pretty often i would say and i think like since like when like there was a castlevania watch party that we did yeah and that was super fun i think it's nice to do these things every now and then just because you know it's a nice way to meet other people and connect but yes social distancing is important and self-quarantine is important in this time and that doesn't mean you're you know i think it can be draining for some people who are used to being interactive with others pretty often so i think this is a healthy way to do that by also you know engaging with others so you don't have to feel so alone yeah so we welcome you with open arms with open weeb arms <laughs> open weeb arms yes um from a distance exactly <laughs> oh yeah from a distance yes um but yeah i i'm looking forward to all the anime nights coming up so should be a good time and we can all stop yelling at kate about watching the promised neverland soon Yes. Because <laughs> that's been fun. Yep. I don't know what to yell about you next, but I'll find something. No, the next thing's going to be yelling at you to read the My Hero manga. Oh, it is. It really is. Uh-huh. It will be, but it's I, fine. I just bought the Vampire Night Memories volumes that I'm currently going to be reading. Because oh. I need to. They stopped that anime mm-hmm. so long ago and I'm vampire trash and I need it, Nisha. You are vampire trash, but do you love your son Bakugo or not? Oh, don't put that on. Don't you want to know how he's no, doing? Do. Don't you want to know how he's I progressing do. and growing? I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Just be a better mom. Just go read. <laughs> be a better mom and go be invested in your son's life in the manga. <laughs> you know what? I will say this. I may just read the manga because every time I tweet about it, somebody's like, and in the manga, I'm like, shut up. I mean, I, I am not one of those. I at least try my best to just like, if I see something in the manga, I try to find something that is not a huge plot. And not something that's super yeah. spoilery. Like, I can talk about a new character being introduced in the manga, and I do it as, like, as long as it's not, like, a huge, oh my god, this character died, like, thing. Yeah. Because I feel like 
it's kind of rude and disrespectful to people. Like, and I get this, fellow manga readers, I feel you. Trust me, I do. I know we're excited and we want to talk about shit with other people, but they might not read the manga. But I also don't want to be a dick to people when they obviously, like, just check with people before you mention things in the manga sometimes. That's that's all I think is, it's a nice thing to yeah. do. Just because some people, yes, I know the manga's been out for, like, years. Like, for, like, even older series, but... I don't, I don't know. I just don't like that mentality. It's been out for 10 years. You should have already read it. I'm like, not everybody has the resources to read. Read I, them. Yeah, I I also think that my thing is, uh, my thing is, is if you tweet out pictures from the anime, I'm going to only assume that you've only seen the anime. But if you, in, in, unless I'm tweeting out stuff from the manga, then I, like, that's kind of how I use it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my tell. Cause I'm not, I, cause I, there's a lot of manga I don't read. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of assume people are like me. Um, so that's my easy thing is like, if I put, if I, if I tweet about Bakugo's arc in Heroes Rising, I don't need you to come into my thread and talk about Bakugo's arc in the manga because mm-hmm. it's literally not the point of conversation. Right. So because that's usually how I judge it. Yeah, no, I think that, and that's being, I just think that's being respectful. It's like, ooh, look at oh, this yeah. new character I really like. Oh, guess what? They're going to die soon. I'm like, just keep it to yourselves. Just keep it to yourselves. <laughs> don't, don't be those yep. kind of manga readers. <laughs> um yeah but anyways uh sorry i know we went that down a rabbit hole um we already said our closing thoughts we already told them discord oh yeah where can they find us is that where we're at oh yeah so you can find me at obama thrandier um again find us on twitter at dyht underscore pod and you can also find me on twitter at la underscore ney underscore sha um come talk about us about weeb shit We've literally got nothing else to do except work from home. Um, Exactly. Yep. And with that, will you become furries after watching Beastars? Will you understand what's the difference between a furry and an anime furry? And what kind of animal are you if you were at the Beastars world? Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. Did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Desat, a.k.a. Ben Sound.